79% of the individuals who commit suicide are men. I believe the total well-being and health of men is important, physical, mental, and emotional. My reason for uh, wanting to start the Mental Health Podcast was to address topics that we usually don't talk about as men, depression, um, relational issues, parenting, or even issues we have with our own parents. All right, this is the Mental Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dre Mills, and these are the fellas, Caleb Willis. What up, what up? Davies, Nathaniel Davies. What's What's going on, fellas? How how y'all feeling today? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. How you feeling, brother? Man, I'm good. I'm tired. I'm tired. Thank you, brother. I'm bringing spring back. Get a better angle of it. Look at him. Well, boy, like got silly, his, boy got his Easter tie on. <laughs> Amen, brother. He oh, rose. Oh, hey, oh, I pulled up. He was he was listening to Joe. I, I want to know. <laughs> I like man, this dude got engaged and, and don't listen to rap no more, man. I hey, do. But they be disrespecting hey, women. Dre, he started listening to my album. You know what it is. He only got light skinned rappers in his car now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Drake. Yeah, Drake. <laughs> Yeah, uh, not funny at all, man. Yeah, uh, not funny. That boy started listening to R&B. I told you, man. Uh, yeah, not funny at all. Nah, really. I'm good. Blues. I was enjoying my my my. I want to know, you know. <laughs> Shoot. Sometimes you gotta go back. Hey, you gotta go way back. Back hey, in man. Time. With that, man. How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I um, I'm doing all right, man. Navigating it, trying to get through the end of the school year, yeah. so I can have a summer, man. I, I'm. I got a lot going on up here. More up here, trying to get it organized, mm-hmm. trying to trying to work it out. I mean, um, what would it look like if you take a vacation out of there for a little bit? Now, you know how you vacate from this cold air? I do. Vacate. I do. Out of your head. Get out of there for a get little bit. Get out of my head. True. Yeah. I remember one time I was thinking about it the other day. You said, uh, what was it? I was, I don't know if I was dealing with a parent or somebody, and I got, I was dealing with something, and I got off the phone, and I was hot. And he was like, don't let them live rent-free in your head. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I was like, dang, kind of made me feel like, dang. <laughs> All right, now, I had no reason. I couldn't be mad after that. I couldn't. I had yeah. to let it go. I had to let it go. It made a lot of sense. Don't let them live rip, rent free in my bro. head. Cause I mean, you 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 don't want them to drag you, brother. Uh, and that's too much power to give to them, for them to affect your whole being or your whole day, your whole mm-hmm. week. Nah, right. I'm sorry, nobody is that important to me. You know? True. It's True. like, I got to love myself and take care of myself. So, yeah. I just hate to be wronged. Like, you have somebody, uh, I hate injustice. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. And it's not like I want to revenge or payback, but yeah. I want you to answer for what you've done or to address it. So and sometimes some, people do answer, but just not in that moment. Not, that's why they say vengeance. Vengeance, vengeance is mine, say mm-hmm. of the Lord. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's not I that moment. It, but you want it. You, you want, want it. You want to see do. it. You want to yeah. see You want to be there. But when you when it happens, oh, they know why it happens. They know. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I did this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's good that you want to see it, but if you wait for it too long, then your whole purpose becomes looking for it. That's what you don't want. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you don't get it. No. Nah. Right. That's why I've been said it's, it's the Lord's in some situations we True. don't get it. True. So how... How would you deal, how would you say you deal with, because I'm a person big on, I hate, I I dislike bullies Mm -hmm. or somebody getting over, like mistreatment Mm -hmm. of a person. So how does a person get, not revenge, get over the fact like, hey, you may not ever see 
vengeance or that person. You may not ever get an apology. Yeah. You may not ever get in uh, them to understand. Like, I hate being misunderstood, mm-hmm. too. Like, man, you taking, you're not even understanding me, hear what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time letting that, I have a, personally have a hard time letting that go. So how would, how, how do you deal with that? Like, just, you've been wronged. So, like, when you've been, been done wrong and you want, justice you want it to be corrected but if if it doesn't happen you have to have peace how do you get that's what it is how do you you get peace peace from that that? (laughs) i don't know why i just thought about this but the old me used to hit you in your mouth put (laughs) put you in the mouth man the right now the right now me Man, back in the day. Now, 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 now. We're not preaching violence over here. <laughs> we ain't preaching violence. Right when I was the old we B, that's how that old me want to come out and be like, man, I'm just hitting you in your mouth. But uh, you can't, man. you know, we. we the right we now me want to hit you in the mouth. Man, man. Right? right? Sometimes it be like that. You be like, that. You're going to have to learn. The old me. But that's something we used to tell the kids. So you remember, when we were like, there are certain things you do in this world. It, it takes one time. You learn them, mm-hmm. and then that lesson might save your life. And I said that to our boys before they go to high school. Like, one of them walking around slapping people in the head and just goofing off. You don't know what kind of day somebody's having. Right. Don't go do that. True. Like, you True. don't know what will happen. But that's one of those things. For me, I don't think... So justice and revenge are two different things. Yes, exactly. And in the sense of, like, your yeah. peace of mind can't rely on either one of them. Let me be honest. Like, that's for me. I feel like if you want peace of mind, it cannot, be, it cannot rely on both any one of them. Like, for example, after the war in my country, I wanted revenge so bad on all the catastrophe that these people caused. You know what I'm saying? I am just like, man, I want, like, you have to feel what y'all did. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my people held on to that for so long that life never moved for them. Mm-hmm. They just had that part. They were waiting to see the the, com- the payback. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So when wow. you, when, when I, something, oh, my God. So a friend of mine, this whole, like, they were suffering from sickle cell. Because back then in the 90s, like, the medication that we have now for sickle cell and the more advanced knowledge that we have was never there, let alone us being in West Africa. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't, we didn't know nothing more about sickle cell, but we just knew. Everybody kept saying it's in Africa. That's all they, they would say. Right. It's in West Africa. Like, thank you. We don't know. We're here. We know it's here. Um, so the one day that I understood that life is not fair is this young man was amazing soccer player, like a teammate of mine. Like, I'm talking... If he was still alive, I would say he he would put a probably would have made it to certain leagues, but he had sickle cell, and so we came from school one day. He just didn't come to school like he's sick, but we all walk by each other's house when we're going to the crib. Like mm-hmm. we drop each other off, we turn the street, we could hear the cry, the screams all over the street. He passed away. Oh wow! wow. And this is after we survived a whole ten year war. And I'm like, how we survive a war for you to die of sickle cell? Like you know, I was like. It never made sense to me. I'm like, this is not fair because we all had plans. Mm-hmm. We're like, man, we don't made it through this one. Now we about to. I sit back and now I look at it. How I'm old like, was he? How old was at that time? We was what? 15, 16. Wow. Just like your prime. Like we mm-hmm. was literally about to turn 16. So he was a friend. He was a friend of yours. Close yeah. Oh, yours. very close friend of mine because we like yeah. my house here is out across the street. So like <laughs> all the stupid stuff we did together. So it was, yeah, don't be dumb. Every time you caught, you caught me doing something, you knew he was there. So that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today, uh, anxiety and depression, and how uh, to deal with it and, and kind of dive into what that is, what it looks like, and then 
yeah, how to where it comes from and how to how to deal with it. So one of the things that would bring it on is that's a traumatic experience that oh, you yeah. that you had. That's a friend of yours that's no longer there. Like I know at that age, I mean, I lived in a neighborhood where there was you know death mm-hmm. and shooting, and I, you know I lived in inner city. So yeah. However, I, I I really didn't deal with like death is like at that age it's hard to deal with death. Like I didn't deal with death, so that's traumatic to have a close friend die. Um, that you were just playing soccer with, like you said. How how did that affect you, and then how did you deal with it? Ooh, man. Uh, let me just – it's one of those things where you, I think death for me is way more difficult when you don't have an explanation or understanding. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was a disease that I have very little knowledge about this one. It was also one of those things that made me start questioning my faith a little bit. Mm. Like, why take someone – so for me, I had a lot of questions at that age. Yeah. As, at that age, we already have questions, let alone you pile those traumatic events on top of things. Um, one of the ways that I felt like I dealt with it was like, I wanted out of Africa really bad. Mm-hmm. I wanted out because I felt like that was what was causing the pain. Mm-hmm. Because all I've known for the, the that time period was that pain, pain after pain, the war, the burning, the killing. And then that, that was just like one of at least 10 people that I have lost within that time frame. So you get, I didn't want it to become normal. Mm-hmm. That death was so much around us. I didn't want that. So I wanted out. So my prayer used to be like, man, take me to London, take me to America, because we were promised this big old dream when we came here. Yeah. So I'm, I just, I wanted a change of environment. One of the ways I think I dealt with that mostly, I spent a lot of time with my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. My great grandmother was a Major very, young. Man, she was an anchor in our family. Um, one of the things I loved about having her was at that age, she had the history at the palm of her hand of our country. Mm. She would tell stories over and over again, but different things come up for her every time she told sure. because she was so old, yeah. you know? Um, so I spent time listening to stories. She just she would always just say, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, how you going to know that? Mm. That one just died across the street. <laughs> but confident, tell me I'm gonna be fine. Confidently, very confidently, confidently. with no blinking eye. She's yeah. like, I don't have any doubt that you're gonna be fine. Yeah. And then now, fast forward, I'm like, man, because she's went. I, yeah. And I often think like, even though it's difficult when I'm going through, and even have lately like having tough times, I'm like, man, there's there's a reason why I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I'm when I come out of it, it's gonna be something greater on the other side. It's just not. It doesn't feel good right now, but no. hey, I know there's something on the other side of this, and to be able to be—that's that's the 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 blessing of, of of the privilege of having elders around you because they've gone through things, mm-hmm. and that's and they can tell you, it. and that's what we that's what we've missed mm-hmm. for a long time in our black and brown communities. Like I've we've seen, like we were saying in a couple of episodes ago, we're seeing grandma, big mama, big. Big Mama and Big Grandma and all of them, you never saw yeah. the old dude. Yeah. Like you never saw him. And if you did, he was just in the corner, like, propped up, looking hurt. Yeah. Like, in Cause, pain. Because he hasn't dealt with anything. Because he hasn't dealt with anything. And I feel like right now, the reason why things are so... This is just my take. Why things are so tough for us. We are that generation that is dealing with a lot of things that the other generations never got, never dealt with. Mm. So now we're opening wounds that we don't even know how the cut started. Like, where did the first cut happen? We don't even know. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're trying to heal something that's been 
we band banded it up like been done like so many things has been done to it and here we are trying to heal something that we don't know where it starts like the history behind it because healing you need to know the history behind the pain or the why behind the pain for you to heal something and the thing about depression in my mental like capacity my mental health background is depression is not something that just comes on an onset of something sometimes triggered yeah like so you go through something significant enough that rocks your world yeah it, it triggers it mm -hmm. like i was on vacation when i the other shooting happened the nine-year-old kids and them happened but i, I didn't want to like i'm not want to go back to a school building yeah like, that makes no sense to me right like who willingly like all of a sudden we should take us all the runner say we pledge our lives to go into a school building mm -hmm. to go work mm -hmm. but it's like what do we do you, i i don't know let me uh read something real quick so when i brought up depression and anxiety specifically on how us men deal with it and knowing understanding what it is and where it comes from um so I'm, I'm gonna read out of one of my texts one of my textbooks from the american council on exercise and this is the professional's guide to health and wellness coaching and it says about depression depression and anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness affecting about seven percent and 18 and uh, anxiety 18 percent of american adults every year uh respectively uh depression is a costly disorder with an annual health care burden of 210 billion Depression is characterized by the following symptoms. Persistent negative mood, loss of pleasure and reduced interest in daily activities, lack of concentration, changes in sleep, insom uh, like insomnia or sleeping more than usual, changes in appetite, loss of appetite or eating too much, restlessness, fatigue or loss of energy, feelings of worthlessness or excessive guilt. Uh, when depression becomes severe, Thoughts of suicide, even suicidal behavior can occur. Uh, let's see, while many people have experienced depressive symptoms at some point in their lives, the diagnosis of clinical depression, referred to in medicine as major depressive disorder, requires five or more of these symptoms occurring on most days of the week for more than two weeks. So we can experience depression, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a disorder. Mm -hmm. But if you've, I've experienced if not all of these, a lot of these uh, things at once. Um, so my thing is like, how do we, uh, what I wanted to talk about was how going through these, what I've, what I've learned going through, like experiencing some of these and dealing with hard times is sometimes we, before I even go into that, how do we get through that? and what brings it on. And I knew what brought it on for me is a lot of times being in an uncomfortable situation, but our thoughts make the situation worse than what it actually is. Um, I think that depends on the, that probably depends on the situation too. too. I agree, yeah, yeah. Like what situation you in and the severity of the situation and the duration mm -hmm. of it, you know, to what you feeling or, or dealing with at the time that you dealing with it. Let me finish this part. Depression sometimes follows a to speak to what you're saying. Uh, depression sometimes follows a traumatic life event, such as a divorce, death in the family, like you were talking about, um, or a loss of a job. But this is not always the case. Um, so, um, yeah. How? 
So then going back to your friend then, did well, later on I'm sure you understood would you say that you experienced a little bit of depression during that time? I did quietly, but we didn't. I didn't have room or time because of the space and the community mm. that I was in. Mm. Um, I think because of the needs that we had ourselves to stay alive, with the survival mode that we had to be in, I didn't have. In, I don't think I had enough time for me to even get into any form of mood. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> any form of mood like that was considered disrespectful back then. And for you to just be walking around moving, you're gonna be like, "Look at my." With that heavy face, you don't. You, you, <laughs> that heavy yeah. face. Yeah, you don't. You don't pay face. no rent for your face to be that heavy over here. Okay. See, and that's the the joy of having elders. Like, man, what are you so down for? Yeah. Like, get up. And there was a lot of. There, I grew up in a community ho- setting in a house where there was a lot of people, um, cousins, uncles, aunties. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have that much time to be by your thoughts by yourself. There was yeah. somebody any any corner that you turned. Yeah. Um, I used to hate that. I always wanted my room, my room, my room. Yeah. Until I got my room in college. Like, I got my room. Okay? That's when all my PTSD came flooding. Oh, wow. Being alone. Mm-hmm. Being alone. The heaviest PTSD symptoms I've ever dealt with came when I had first time I ever spent time by myself. Yeah, spent time with yourself. So is that a... Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Oh, it's all good. Just, I was just going to ask. You being alone <clears throat> and shifting from survival mode, what was that like? Man, I don't even know when the shifts completely happened. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I went through a heavy phase in uh, freshman year and sophomore year for me where I was drinking heavily because I wasn't sleeping. Mm-hmm. And the only way I actually slept was mm-hmm. passing out. Um, because back by that time, my full-fledged flashbacks from the wall, all that stuff came back mm-hmm. like in tenfolds. And then it just unleashed, and I had no trust. I was a little way mankato by myself, and everybody there didn't understand the hell what I was talking about, what mm-hmm. I was going through. Let alone, and no, I doubt it. Like that many people would have ever been in the war. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. for us, for the most difficult thing as a civilian, bit that been through a war is that they don't classify your PTSD back then as a PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't think you went through a PTSD because you wasn't a soldier. Because mm-hmm. you wasn't shooting the rifle or all that stuff. To them, they don't understand that the grenade went off next to you, too. The dog for your life. The bullets flew over you. They don't get that part. Mm. So my survival, I can never tell anybody when, my, when I switched from survival to existing because I, I think it took longer than I want to admit to myself that it, than it took. Um, one of the, the most difficult part I had to do was know that I needed help. Mm. And saying it was not easy. At some point in time, I didn't even need to say it. I, had, I used to have some really, 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 really good friends like uh, White Tasha, Black Tasha, Laura, and them, where I would just go sit on their couch. Like, we, I'll bring my computer, I'll yeah. just sit there. Mm. I started doing that more and more because that reminded me of being around people in my house. Like, mm. being around people. Because whenever I was home by myself, I was just in my room. Then I got into football, American football here. Like I started finding things to do mm-hmm. because there was a part, the, the other thing that happened to me that was crazy, there was a semester where I almost dropped out of school because of migraines and I never used to have migraines. Mm. So when I read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, yeah, it opened so much things for me later on in life. Mm-hmm. Like when I say it was so bad, you, like you could ask my old roommates, like it would feel like the whole thing just fell on my head. Is that related to, I remember, 
couple of years ago when you used to have them. Mm-hmm. Then you come back. It will come back when I'm at my highest stress, like when when things trigger. Yeah. Because I block so much stuff, man. Like I think we all. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. especially like especially from the wall. I have so much stuff blocked. There's some things that you just can't block. But I have so much stuff blocked that and like as as I go through life and I go older, they'll open up their doors. But uh, I think for me, survi- survival mode was necessary. I stayed in survival mode longer than I think any your human body should. Yeah. So I don't get rattled anymore by things. I, I tell my fiance like one of the things I want to do is have fear. Like once once fear is taken away from you, mm-hmm. you just live your life in a very reckless way. Would you, so you say you lost fear going through the war? Like you really don't have fear? Like it's, a, it's just like that part of me where I'm like, uh, until my son was born like then much, I'm like, eh, do you, bro? Yeah. Do what you got to do. Like people pulling a gun, I was going out on you and stuff. Like I'm just saying. Because you've seen worse. I'm like, man, do like, you? Like, yeah, do you, bro? You pulling a gun out? Like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yeah, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, wow, not, that's a crazy way to. Like, do do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Because in my mind, too, I feel like, and I don't want to say that out loud to myself, but there was a part of me like, Maybe if I died, that would be the better place. Mm. And that was like in the darkest space where you like. That's real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because in, in in my living being, I don't even know my feelings. I, like I can't. I'm so numb. I can't feel nothing. Yeah. Like nothing made sense to me. Mm. And then when I moved from college, I like, and I used to use relationships to just not be by myself. So instead of like having yeah. like my, I'll have one or two different girls like, and I'll just didn't want to be by myself. Because by myself, everything played so loud. The world was so loud, it was so big, it was so fast. Mm-hmm. And my brain, and I have that type of, you know my brain, I'm processing all the time. Yeah, I know what I mean. Like, I'm yeah. thinking nonstop. I think we all do that. Like, yeah. Just, I, even lately, like, just like, man, I was thinking it today, like, how can I shut it off? Like, I just wanna shut, shut it off. I got so much going on to where, then it becomes, I don't know if it's the same for you, there's so much going on to where, it becomes unorganized mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I don't know what to do, where to do it here. I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And I become overwhelmed with, you can't with, focus with my on thoughts one thing. and I can't focus on mm-hmm. one thing. And that's when I start having the problem with it because it's like, I, I'm here, I'm at work, mm-hmm. but I can't even, I'm not here. I'm here. Yes. <laughs> I can't <laughs> even I mean? perform. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here in this desk. You go to class, but I'm really not here. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking my next thing, like, what's this? What's that? What's next? Mm-hmm. Like, what's next? So I'm like, right now, one thing me and my therapist is working on is what it looks like for me to, to live my life, like live my life for me. Mm. And she says, a lot of unwritten contracts I've had with people, how people have seen me, how they've experienced me, mm. it might change. Mm. Because now you're finding yourself. You're mm. dealing with it because I'm planning on going home in December. I want to go back home and I want to see. And she's like, oh, the emotions is about to flood you when you walk back to the streets. Yeah. Like you spent your yeah. first 18 years of life there. A lot of people didn't know. I went to boarding school for a whole year away from all my family, like in Ghana, in Takoradi, by myself. Mm. My aunt lived like maybe an hour and a half there. Yeah. I was literally by myself a lot of those times. So you didn't have that support, nah, man, support I, system? You, you raised me in a community where you had everybody around me for so long, and then you took everybody away. Mm-hmm. That will mess with you in so many ways. Because the people who are always around me, they know my story. I didn't even need to tell them how I was feeling. They knew it. Was there ever a time where you felt, how was the transition coming here? Was there ever a time where you felt, um, 
hopeless or not even hopeless or like giving up? There was uh, there was a few suicidal thoughts that I've had. Okay. Oh, I'll, quite. I've had quite a few of them, and some of them I think. My first trip here is the part that most people don't tell you coming in as an immigrant. Man, it's not easy. Mm. Not at all. Not, not even a little bit. When I got here, the way that I got here and have, having to have your paperwork being finished and everything, I had to be at home for over a year and a half, mm. almost two years. Couldn't go to school, couldn't go to work. What does that do again with someone that just left a war zone? Yeah. You just put me in a straight... It's so solitary like confinement. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in the worst solitary confinement that you can think about. Mm -hmm. So there were times where I'm like, man, I don't want to do this no more. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. And then, like, there's, I'm a, I'm a dreamer. Yeah. Like, I dream. And when I dream, my dreams are not, like, small. Like, I'm, I dream. I don't, I don't hold back because that's my, my, my go away. That's yeah. my, that's my, how you escape. yeah, that's, that's how, how I escape. escape. So I've, I've had a lot of times where I was so down. Like, man. When I say, yeah, I've had my moments. I think after, from after college to now was the only is the longest I've gone without that part where I'm like I feel like I gave up on anything. I haven't had that experience. I've had tough times where I'm like shit. This is, this is not, yeah. But after that, but before that, yeah, it was a lot. Would you say um, before I go to the next thing I'm gonna ask? Would you say not being able to? Back home, when you when your friend did pass away, and then all the war was going on, it's good to have somebody to pick you up, but not being able to, even though you should be picked up or, and and not sitting something too much, yeah, too long, at least that those thoughts, but you still have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Do you think not dealing with them affected you? At that moment, no. I think yeah. that would have been a different. I'm saying later. Later. Oh yeah. Later oh my on. god. Like, you think that yeah. was part oh, of my. like when you got into when I got to college and yeah. I got the freedom and the time and all the time in the to world to deal with even it. Even when yeah. I got here, when I was waiting for my papers, yeah, that's what hindered me the most. Okay. Because at that time I had nothing but time, and then all the emotions and things that I never dealt with. Because you had time to think about oh, it. Oh yeah. Now. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Like this happened. That some of the things I'm like, this is straight out of a movie. No, that did not really happen. And I have to call some of my friends back home and be like, man, did this happen to us? They're like, yeah, bro. Mm -hmm. We was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, let me um, <coughs> read a, a few more excerpts out of, this, out of this book here. Depression and physical health. So it says uh, people with depression have higher rates of obesity, uh, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. Depre depression can lead to poor diet, um, alcohol consumption, tobacco use, in a sedentary lifestyle. Um, the connection between chronic disease and depression is bi-directional in that people with obesity, uh, diabetes, also have an elevated risk of depression. What would you say? So I've been down, and I've noticed one thing I haven't read in here. When I was reading it earlier, it says one of the things that people with depression or, or anxiety are, are just, who are depressed, they binge eat as well. Mm -hmm. so, so those are some of the symptoms of, or things that people that with depression deal with. Have you experienced, did, did you experience any of that? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
like and the the reason why I feel like I'm not 400 pounds is because most of the time when all that was happening, food was scarce. Wow. <laughs> so you get to binge eat. What are you binge eating? You ain't got no food. My guy eating off the tree. Look, the seeds. Ah, man, what you binge eating? <laughs> what you eating? Man. You ain't got nothing to binge eat. What did you binge eating? You don't understand. I'm telling. I told. Man. I told a story to some of the students when I started working. I said we used to climb up a mango tree. Literally eat the mango up there and then just toss the pill down. And their mind, they thought it was this magical moment that we was having. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, it was just it was, there was not enough food. Wow. There are times where it was we did it for fun, but after you've done it to survive, doing yeah. it for fun comes easy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a memory lane that you go to. Mm-hmm. So like, nah, like I think if we had all this resources and stuff. Yeah, I would have been, I would have been fat, but man, we was busy running for some different reasons, and scarcity does not make you get big, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> scarcity, man. So you just when you when you ain't feeling well, you just don't don't go to the sh- don't go grocery shop. No, when you don't feel good, when you just stay out of the grocery store. Man, Chipotle or man. So yeah, we we got too many conveniences now. We, we can just go to the store here. Yeah. Like, to a fast food restaurant man. or order DoorDash now. We don't even gotta go nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Okay, let me paint a picture for you. So we we barely had electricity, right? Mm-hmm. So you, we don't have all this food where we're making them all laying in the fridge. We cooked for the day. We shopped for the day. So what? What is you eating, bro? Man, right. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, what are you eating? Oh, that should laugh. No, it's good that you can laugh about it. Raw silly, man. It's stupid. I can't. But no, this is a good thing because you can talk about those times and yeah. what you're going through, but laugh at it as well because that's kind of a it's a therapy like yeah. to be able to laugh so i'm glad you could be able to laugh about it. it's not a joking matter no it's a journey but you can you can you can look back and now we can you can laugh and say i made it through but you yeah. can get some you can get some man i appreciate so much of the transition and the the steps that got me here and that's a and this is why i think you can ask my fiance right now i think she's struggling to deal with me because i'm like i wouldn't say she's struggling to do me i have that thing right now where I'm like, here's a chip on my shoulder that I need to do better for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like your, my body didn't go through all of this, my mind didn't go through all of this to just settle for just the basic way of living. I refuse to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's this, I have survival's guilt so bad. We what, lost so many people. What's survival, so survival guilt is yeah. when? When you make it out of a situation that other people didn't make it out of. And then in my mind, most of the time, I spend my time going, man, what if they were here? Well, why me? Why wow. am I the one that made it out? Why didn't they make it here? Mm. What about my friends that I lost during the war? What about family members that I've lost? Like, mm. I lost a cousin during the war. I lost, like, really close friends during the war. Like, what made me different? Mm. And so now that you're here, now that I'm here, I'm going to speak for myself. Now that I'm here and I'm living life and I'm doing this, oh, I, I feel, I'm like, man, what would they have done with their life if they were here? Mm. Like, where would they have been? Mm. Oh, I, I, survivor's guilt is one of my biggest dilemmas that I struggle with here and there. I also came from a third world country where my people are still struggling. Like the amount of food I consume or the amount of thing I can just eat and be how I can be now, yeah. they don't have that. Mm. So I'm thinking back like I can't go back and give them everything I have and in the same in the same sense. Like I, it took me a journey to be here too. Mm. Even when I got here, it wasn't easy. Mm. So it's like, but still I'm like, Every now and then, if I have money, like I'll do something. Like, but what do I? What am I doing? Like, 
I'm like, dude, you're the one that made it to this point where you are. Some of my friends made it to different places, and they made it, made it, you know? Mm -hmm. I got doctors, I got lawyers, they made it. But it's like, for us, we're remembering the ones, like all those friends that we lost from elementary school to now. For my friends that I went to school with, we have way too many names. Mm -hmm. Way too many names. Mm -hmm. And they, yeah. So that's the survival guilt part that eats you up. Like, mm. Wow, I never looked at it that way. Like, well, I guess I've never been through something traumatic to where I can say, dang, how did they, how did they not make it? And I did. Because, so do you feel kind of not worthy of being able to survive that or not being able to make it? Like, it's like a, a, a I used to. In the yeah. beginning, like, I used to be like, but why me? Not yeah. That why me question. Like, you didn't deserve it. Like, yeah. I don't deserve to be here. Why me and not them? And then it changed into because there's a reason. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, as I go through life, I see the reasons here and there. Mm -hmm. um, I can I see the reason in my son. I see the reason in my family. I see the reason in my, my nieces and nephews, my little cousins. I can tell a lot of people when they're like, how many kids you got? I just, without the hesitation, I'm like, I got four kids. Yeah. Well, y'all know I only got one. Mm. But my nieces, my nephews are like, I, I want them to, f I bring to the table in my family here some of the things that we used to do back home. Mm -hmm. The way we interacted, the culturally, the community membership. Like, when I take my son somewhere, I'm, I want them with me. Yeah. Because that's how I would. Right. I was the only kid, and I got dragged into. I was the only kid for 16 years, so everywhere anybody went, and I lived in a lot of different houses. Some of them were not great. Some of them were good. Some of them yeah. were okay. But at the end of the day, so you, here I am. You're that. You're 16 years older than your. Yeah, seven. my my little brother. Yeah. So you, you yeah. kind of like his uncle brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he calls you uncle brother. Uncle brother. Uncle, <laughs> uncle brother. <laughs> this man made a whole new work. Ah, you know what? I'm a bully. Got tripping today. Did so since since we're on um, depression and anxiety and stress and dealing with that. So at your lowest point. Um, where you feel like, have you, did you feel like, because um, I wanted to relate, I want somebody that's listen, listening to this to be able, that's at their lowest point and kind of feel like they can't make it or deal with whatever pain or uh, pain that they're going through and dealing yeah. with and that keep running in their mind. At your lowest point, did you ever feel that way, the hopelessness? Like, man, I, this hurts so bad, I don't want to feel this no more. Was there ever that point? Yes, and then in that same sentence, I always used to say, "I've seen the. I feel like I've seen the worst the world has to offer. Mm. Now the world owes me the best they has to offer." Dang! Wow. Mm. It do. Whew. I've seen. I've man. You. <laughs> mm. You say that. Say that. Say that again. I've seen the worst the world has to offer, bro. Mm -hmm. And and that same sentence, I can tell you, I feel like the world owes me the best they has to offer. Mm. It really, I, f I believe that one hundred percent. So you, so the, so you sold all of all that, that seeds, all of that seed, yeah. to, oh, and to, then to before, reap. Yeah, like yeah. for me, if then I don't go out there and see the best of it, then I leave this world thinking everything was terrible. Mm. And I, I don't want to leave this world that way. Yeah, like I'm, and now one of the things that people that know me knew I used to say this: I, I'm going to travel the world. Yeah, I want to see the world. And yeah, I know me. Was there? Uh, was there ever a point where you, f 
uh, felt like um, this is never going to end or when is this going to yeah. like I yeah there was a lot of times where I'm like yeah I don't yeah. I don't see this and oh I saw this ending in one way yeah like the yeah. way that I've always seen it ended with people dead or yep. something happened I did I did and when you took away the war then I saw it in the other way where I just felt like like there's a wall you know and if you keep running into the wall running into the wall mm-hmm. at some point in time your body t- is yeah. it's exhausting so what would you give or say to somebody for experiencing that they may not be going through a war or death around them or anything like that or even having to leave their family being separate because i know that's traumatic too like you were separated from your support system yeah so someone who are maybe dealing with being separated or divorce breakup a death who feels like i don't see anything beyond this i i can't see living without this person or going beyond this pain that I feel right now, how do they get there? What, what would you tell that person? How would you help that? Because, of course, you have to go through, and this is how I deal with mine when I go through those things. I, in order to grow and get stronger, because I, I, I ask God for things, okay, but you got to go. You ain't, I'm not, I can't just give it to you. That's yeah. not how the world works. Yeah. You got to go through something in order to experience to appreciate what I, what you're asking me for, but also to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. So, how 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 would you address that person? Like, hey, I'm on my even if it's, okay. Say you walked in the room and they're ready to just end it all, and they're ready for they're ready to let the, take the, take their own life. I always I always ask people, do you know where you're going after that? What's your next place? Mm. Do you know your next stop? What makes you think your next stop is going to be better? better. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Though? Well, how do you know? How you know where you're going? Like yeah. you know, in my in my in my culture, they say you jump from the frying pan into the fire. Wow. You don't know where you're going, but you know where you are at right now, though, right? You know what it is that's wrong with you right now. Yeah, right? you know. Okay, you know it. Yeah. The idea of not knowing is what trips me the most. Mm. I think it's one of the reasons why that was never an option for me. I don't know where I'm going. What? Yeah. You want me to skip here to go somewhere I don't know? Come yeah. on now. And one thing I'll say to someone if I walk in right now is like, on your good days, what what do you want out of this life? Yeah. And this is the part where I think it's it's really natural for us to have a conversation with people that say you can't be happy all the time. Mm. It's not natural. Yeah. It's not okay. It's not normal. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. Because then you ignoring all the other emotions that comes with your life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I I. I'm that happy, that life person, that like, wow, when we out, like, I am. I am that person. Because I believe in living life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. I believe, like, I, man, I believe that with my 100%. But I also do everything to the fullest that I do. Mm. I don't know how to be, I don't know how to dim. I don't know how to dim a light. That's not my style. Yeah. Sometimes I want my people to be like, hey, 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 calm down. And then I will. I do. Yeah. But like, you do. I, I will. But until then, yeah. You better stop me. Man, yeah. You better stop me. If you want to get, you want to, you going to have to kill yeah. me. Like, you yeah. know, like that, that's how I feel. Yeah. I just, I just don't, I think the, the other thing about suicide that I've heard and understood a lot of people saying that it ends things. Ends what, though? Mm. What Man, and how, end? how do you know? Because you've never done it. It's one of those things that we yeah. don't have an answer for. Yeah. Like, the only way to get an answer is to not be here anymore. Yeah. So you're going to go and then come back and tell me how it goes now? Yeah, yeah. So, like, again, I think finding finding the smaller things in life. Sometimes we want a bigger picture. Like, we want the grandiose 
objective of this is my goal. No. Yeah. When I was at my worst, it wasn't a big old thing. It was something as simple like, man, I got a game to watch on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. as small as, man, me and the boys said we was going to go grab this food at this time. Yeah. It was, like, I think the bigger thing that I think people struggle with is they want a bigger plan for them not to do what they want to do to themselves. Yeah. That's not. They want things yeah. their way. Like it's not going to go your it's way. It's not even just your way. Yeah. It's like you want things to stop being what it is. Mm. It is what it is, man. They accept living it and accept what it is, right? And now. they compare themselves too much to people's pains and things. Don't do mm. that. Like what means something to you means something to you. It is for you. That like That's why it means something to you. Yeah. Like you saying, well, this person has been through that. Nah, <laughs> you don't know what they were feeling when they were in there. Yeah. So whatever means something to you, let it mean something to you. Yeah. And take a break. Mm-hmm. People don't break, brother. Mm-hmm. Like we need to break more often. We wait for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday <laughs> to break. Mm-hmm. Break in between. Yeah, in between. Take your little breaks. <laughs> take your yep. little breaks. Yep. Don't work. And that's what, yeah. You know, don't work. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to get to Friday and Saturday. Like each day that you give, gift it. Is an opportunity to better yourself, to better your situation. You know, I think that's important to remember. You know, no day is guaranteed for anybody, even for the people who's at their lowest, even for mm-hmm. the people who's at their highest. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow ain't guaranteed. Mm. You know, each day that you give it, you know, it's a blessing in itself. Um, and, you know, just, you know, working, you know, different situations out, you know, and like you said, making meaning of your situation to you you know because every situation that you're in has a meaning for itself and whatever that is for you that's for you and don't compare yourself to you know somebody else and look at somebody else's life um, and see what you know they may be you know whatever they may it may be better worse you don't really know no. what they're experiencing what they've been through um, and just truly you know giving yourself grace I think grace is important too man just Boy. Damn, let's just give myself, let me give myself some grace <laughs> and mercy <laughs> on my life. You know, I don't think people do that enough because we, you know, we talked to the last, you know, episode for this one. Uh, we talked about <clears throat> the competition, man, with others. Just mm-hmm. getting away from that and just focus on you. Pull it toward you. Focus on you. There you go. Oh, is that is that, that R&B right there? Oh, I'm hey. sorry. He's trying to speak all light and <laughs> sexy. Oh, I know, man. man. Y'all here licking his lips and everything. Hello, <laughs> Cool J. We're trying to help the people, man. Help. I'm sorry for my low tone. You know I'm saying? I was in the car singing that. I want to know. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't tell your friends nothing, man. <laughs> hey, that's why we boys, man. We man. we need each other, man. And Definitely. That's, a, that's the other thing, too, is... You know, you're not alone in, in your situation, even though it may be feeling like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably personally that's probably something I used to deal with. Am I? I'm, I'm alone. Yeah, I'm going mm-hmm. through this problem. To speak this, of that, not this, to, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I got excited. I got. I got. I'm sorry. I got beside myself. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my outburst. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask me what you was going to ask he me. Said, though. Excuse my outburst. Lisa, no, at least you know what it was. <laughs> it was an outburst. That boy, hey, that boy been working on himself. <laughs> he been working on himself. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah the words. No, but what, what I was going to say, not to go too deep into to your, your business or whatever you can mm-hmm. do, but when you were going through your situation, I, I saw you. We, we saw you. Oh, yeah. You were at the, 
one of your I would say one of your lowest points and mm-hmm. but what I noticed what I noticed about that I mean because I could feel I could feel the hurt like it was hurt there but yeah you were trying to work on yourself at the same time mm-hmm. which is very important like you were you weren't blaming which you could have like you it, it could be like man I'm, I'm you could have felt that way but I noticed that you were you were doing some self-reflection you were doing some searching some soul yeah. searching at the time um trying to fix or improve yourself in the midst of that pain or in the midst of that low point. Mm-hmm. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, you know, when I look back on that situation, I remind myself that I was struggling forward. Mm-hmm. Explain that. What does that mean? Struggling forward. Um, mm. You know, after, you know, a few of our episodes, we talk about having a blueprint. Mm-hmm. So in that point, I knew that, you know, the situation I had put myself in, I didn't have a blueprint for so I was trying to figure it out, mm. how to be the, you know, the best man I could be at that time, you know, with what I was dealing with, different things, and also striving, you know, for a career at the same time. Um, what a time yeah. to go through something like that. Yeah, and striving, you know, for the career and then, you know, in that relationship and trying to be the best man I could be but without a blueprint. And then you, like, struggling forward for me was I'm going to do the best I can to figure out how to be a better man, and that's required the work, doing a, you know, a scouting report of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, is going okay? Here's the things that I wasn't so good in. Mm-hmm. Here's the things I am good in, and realizing that I don't have to be what I saw, mm-hmm. or what I've seen. That mm-hmm. I can be better. Mm-hmm. That I can be different. Yeah. Um, that I don't have to, how somebody else loved me. I don't have to love that way. I can actually love differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and understand like how do I how do I create you know healthy habits how do I unlearn the unhealthy habits and relearn new ways new concepts new ideas um, and new ways um, of just being a better man than I was at that time so that's what I mean when I say I'm struck I knew I was struggling forward that I wasn't trying to be the old me and I wanted to become a better person and I knew you know that was gonna come with struggle because I, you know, I had to work through trauma. Um, I had to work through you know, some old things that I had never talked about or discussed with anybody before to get me to, to go forward. Um, you know, so that's part of life, you know, when you want to be better in your you know, personal relationships with family, friends, romantic relationships. You want to strive for you know, a greater attainment of life. You know, a lot of us started in low community of man is what I call it, you know, where I grew up, I started very low. And so to be at the point, you know, now, even now, where I'm at. Well, you got all like, that money. You got all that money. <laughs> man, everybody always think you got some money. <laughs> you always got hey, your they always, <laughs> What? They always got, got all that money. bread. No. So, hey, why you always talking about Did you hear me trying to say it when I'm saying that? He got money. Hey, y'all, he got money. Hey. When I tell you the boy got his own money, hey, <laughs> the man. boy got his own money. Hey, I got, hey, got $2 of my own money. I'm spending on barbecue chips no. I came here with. So, but in, no, really, in the yeah. middle in the middle of that, or in the beginning of your transfer, not your, your growth, your, 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 your takeoff. Yep. You was hit. Like, and I'm sure there was pain yeah, at was. that time. How do you, 
But I watched you go through that, but still elevate. Like at the same, like you were still pursuing what you were pursuing. Like it didn't stop you. It didn't. If, if it did slow you down, I ain't mm -hmm. see it. But I, yeah. I watched you go through that, but still, man, excel. Yeah, like at, at a high level. level. Like yeah. I, speak to that, man. Like how do you get? How do you in that in the midst of that? Mm -hmm. Not because some people are lock up and fall and freeze in that and sit in that. Mm -hmm. And be deterred. Be te I can't even get the word out. You know what I mean. Deterred from yeah. their their growth. Mm -hmm. But you had a mission, and, and you didn't let that stop you. Yeah, it, it was uh, sticking to my vision, no matter what mm. I experienced. Um, and I think that actually came from uh, tolerance mm -hmm. of what we experienced. You know, you think about you know your journey and. The tolerance that you build when you go through things, and I do that all the time, where I'm measuring like situations. I say, "Is this the worst that I've been through? Mm -hmm. Has this, is this truly the worst that I've ever been through?" So when you saw me going through that situation, all I was I was doing a lot of measuring of I got into the situation when I had nothing and I made something out of nothing, mm -hmm. and that's kind of been the way of my life. You know, um, took them and, lemons. And my, yeah, and my journeys. So you know, I was just in in like, okay, I've been through the worst of the worst. I've seen much worse than this, and I also believe that things could always be different for myself. And I just needed to stick to the script, stick to the vision that God gave me uh, for what I wanted to do. You know, for my for my family, and that's kind of what what drove me and gave me motivation in the in a very dark and hard time was the motivation that my purpose, sticking to my purpose and my vision. Um, and I knew if I kept going, that it was going to impact somebody. You mm. know, whether it be my friends, mm -hmm. whether it be somebody, a stranger that I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember, you know, along the way, I think God gives you testament of your purpose, testament mm. of your journey. He ain't going to give you the full plan. <laughs> but I feel like right, right. he'll give you just <laughs> testaments yeah. to your purpose, your mm -hmm. purpose. Yeah. And one of those testaments, I remember I was going through that situation. I went to church and I needed to talk to a couple brothers that I knew. Um, but they didn't, you know, I never discussed anything like that personal with them. And I said, we're not, I said, hey, brothers, I need to talk to you after church. Just about some things that are going on. And then we went and I was just expecting it to be maybe a 20-minute conversation. And it turned into a two, two and a half hour conversation. Mm. As I revealed the things that I was dealing with, these brothers around the table start talking about the things that they've been dealing with mm. oh, wow. in their own life. Yeah. Guys been married fit twenty years, got married five years, guy been married ten. Mm. And I was like, Oh wow. So if I come out and just, you know, talk about some things that I'm dealing with, mm -hmm. these other brothers maybe, you know. So the brothers out there, I'm not the only one. Yeah, it's a common ground. Dealing with something. Yeah, People in 20 years that's married, 30 years yeah. married, five, one, two, they dealing yeah. with stuff too. Yeah. So that opened my eyes, you know, to the testament of where I'm trying to go um, and, and be better at um, and just learn it from them, mm -hmm. you know, along the way. So that kind of showed me that I could be more, that I'm always have something that I'm going to be dealing with along this journey because I'm trying to, you know, um, move forward and progress my life. Um, and just thinking from the point that, which I started from the point that where I was and where I was trying to go, I think that was that's what motivated me and kept that motivation going uh, for myself. And just personally, uh, 
I just know how to encourage myself. Mm. I think that's an important thing for me personally. I, I know how to um, encourage myself. Bible say encourage yourself in the Lord. I know how to do that. And that just came from not, just, not to say that I ain't never had a low point. Yeah. I had plenty of low points. Right. You know, a yeah. um, lot, lot, lot of low points. But also know that mm-hmm. those points are a part of the journey of where I'm trying to go. If you ain't really trying to go somewhere, you ain't going to have no, no issues. You ain't going to deal with something. Yeah. But if you're trying to go to greater attainment in life, you're going to have some struggle. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to go higher than you ever been before. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that's within the dynamics of your family relationship, dynamics of your romantic relationship, um, your career, whatever you're trying to do in this life, if you want to do it greater than what you've experienced and what you've seen, you got to go and do the work. Yeah. And that work ain't easy. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And you got to do it um, because that's a part of the journey. All the variety of emotions that we're going to experience along the way um, to get us to that greater height. And then when we look back, you know, when we get to a certain point and we look back at where we come from, there's the wisdom. Mm. And then that wisdom in turn is, for, for me, I believe, to share it to somebody else mm. that's coming along the way. That's what I, I heard when you're going through something and you feel like you just the only one going through it, you need to reach out. You need to find some common ground yeah. and find people that can help you. with like Yeah, definitely. People that out. are going, you never know what people are going through until you talk to them. Man is not made to be alone. Man. You're not made to be isolated. Because, mm. right, you talked about your isolation, everything started to come flooding back. They use that as a punishment in prison, isolation. That yeah. is true. You know what I mean? It's that a punishment. That is so true. Like, not time to yourself and, and your isolation. Worst, when you cause causing trouble in prison, yeah. they isolate, you go to solitary confinement. Solitary, solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're just by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that breaks you. So time alone and, and, and confinement is yeah. two different things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, time alone and definitely mm-hmm. confinement too different because sometimes you being alone, depending on your situation, being alone is okay in certain situations. Yeah, sometimes you, you know, need to. Sometimes you need to be. You know, sometimes that alone time is is it for the purpose of your alone time? Is it for self care? Is it part of introspection, reflection mm-hmm. for yourself, or you being alone is because you haven't got to a point where you can be vulnerable mm. and you keeping things on the inside. Uh, <clears throat> and we know what happens when that when you do those things. Um, so, you know, just trying to reach out as best you can. If you have those people that you can reach out to, you know, I know we talked about on our our last episode, um, you know, as men, do we have that place that we can go to? And a lot of you men know, don't. Though. We don't. That's, it's not that I feel like we don't have that place. It's even how you start that conversation of saying, yeah. hey, I'm not okay. I'm you know? not okay. Oh, I'm not in an okay space. Um I think that's a big starting point for a lot of men. Admitting not being in an okay space is not easy. And it starts between us brothers, right? Yeah. Like if you know nobody has given us this space, society not gonna give us this space. We can create. Let's create our own space. That's why it's been a beautiful thing to create this podcast. Definitely, definitely. Because look at us. This is our our space. (laughs) And we we. Us brothers got to do this for each other. I agree. I agree. And there's strength in it. Like, Man. we look at it. Some, I, I, I don't know if I said this before, but I, I was thinking to myself, and I'm like, man, vulnerability comes across as weakness. Mm-hmm. Me and you actually, was talking about it. Uh, did I? Yeah. But it's actually, it's strength. actually strength. It's mm-hmm. great strength. It's actually strength because it takes courage. It takes Man. 
to do it because people usually with hold it in because they don't want to be looked upon as weak. Yeah. But it takes strength to expose those things. And that, man, I, and, and then you get the help you need. That's something I thought about too. Is like, imagine the kind of person that I used to think, imagine what kind of person Caleb could be if he got on the other side of vulnerability. Mm. Mm. What would your life look like mm. if you were able to be vulnerable? What mm. kind of strength do you have? When, when you know that a lot of other men can't do that, yeah. and I've always been wanting to take the road that is much different. So I was like, man, if I can get to that point, I wonder what that not only can do for myself, but can do for other brothers. Mm. It, I'm gonna give an example of it. So, it's pedicures. Wow, he hate because I keep my I keep my feet right. The tights, Mike. That is that is vulnerable. My my, my guy's got his pedicure. Hey, hey Mimi, Mimi, my I, girl. Over Oscar, shout out to Oscar Nails. Mimi is my girl. Come she on, man. Somebody was really waiting for for me to go into my my bag real quick. No. <laughs> Vulnerability, <laughs> vulnerability, man. I'm gonna quit. This has been. This has been <laughs> the mental hell. Forget this, brothers. <laughs> no, but vulnerability. Like, let's give examples of vulnerability that we don't realize are vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Taking a, taking the training wheels off your bike mm-hmm. and deciding to just all right, let go of the, let go, of mom and dad, let go, of, let go of the seat, so I can try it by myself. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you're vulnerable because you're, you're gonna fall, yeah. but you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable to that fall. The first time you jumped into the pool, yeah, and you don't know how to swim, you're trying to figure it out. The vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where he grew up. Where I grew up, we don't jump to. We know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, did, I knew how to doggy pedal. That's it. Uh, I wanted to jump off. I wanted yeah. to jump off the. I wanted to jump off the diving board. Yeah. I didn't know how to backstroke and do the little. <laughs> Like everybody else, I I was doggy pedaling, but I I learned yeah, by I just jumping in the deep end. Stroke. I learned by jumping in the deep end, but I would jump off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I would jump now off the edge of the diving board, <laughs> closest to the wall, so I could just I jump off and doggy. But that's vulnerable. Like, yeah. Yeah. like hold on, man, this dude jumping in, he doggy. I could have got teased and all it, that. Even as adults right now, just saying what we're going through is vulnerable. Definitely, like, but it's not a weakness. It. It's, it's not, not a weakness. weakness right? No, no, right. It's yeah, not, man, it's not a weakness at all, man. It's a, <laughs> Like you said, courage, man. It take a great, it take a lot of courage, man, to talk about the things that deep down, you know, to share your story right here. This is great. Look at this. Yeah. Here, prime example right here, live and in the flesh of courage. Mm-hmm. You know, his story, man. Just listening to it, I was like, man, that, took, that, that, that right there, it was courage and encouragement. Man, it, it definitely was. I'm like, man, I knew this. My God, for years, I, I knew some of it, but then yeah. to go in detail is, is, is mm-hmm. good. But would you say, before I go into this last passage, I want to touch on anxiety and stress. We talked about depression. Um, being vulnerable gave you the strength to to get through that and 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 push past what you was going through. Would you say that? Oh, for sure. Because yeah. if you're not vulnerable, you can't even get the help or the support you no, need. Sometimes, if, you, if you're not if you're not willing to get deep and get vulnerable with yourself, it would have been hard. It it, it would have been hard for me to even move to the next Pause. level. <laughs> no, no, I'm messing. <laughs> My God, come on, man. Y'all can't What's be serious. Hey. He's helping somebody. <laughs> What's wrong with you? He wild. He wild. No, but, no. 
<laughs> it's time to go, man. It's time. Let me finish this, man. Let me get it. Yeah, you gotta get deep. No, let me stop. Anxiety and anxiety is an emotion characterized by nervousness, tension, fear, and or worry. Anxiety can be an acute state, meaning it lasts for a short period of time, typically in reaction to a circumstance, um, and then resolves naturally. So that's acute. Um, or chronic state, meaning a persistent pattern exists that does not resolve when a trigger goes away. People who experience chronic anxiety may have generalized anxiety disorder, which is characterized by excessive worry and anxiety about multiple topics. Um, that's anxiety. So stress is similar to anxiety. But these two concepts are actually somewhat different. When people feel stress, they have a clear sense of the cause, whereas with anxiety, people tend to be less aware of why they are so anxious. Mm. With anxiety, the fear is often out of proportion to the circumstance, and avoidance behavior is a common reaction. Mm. Mm. That's deep. Mm -hmm. So anxiety is different from stress. So stress is similar to anxiety, but these two, um, when people feel stressed, they have a clear sense of why they're stressed, which makes sense. Anxiety, mm -hmm. people tend to be less aware of why they're anxious. I, I experienced that. But then fear with anxiety, the fear is often out of proportion to the circumstance. So then we kind of, that's when we get into our head too yeah. much. And kind you, of you make events a bigger picture than, than it really is. Though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. And that go to what you said, like your mind makes it, Broad. your mind makes it more severe. Situation severe. Depending on the, depending on the situation. Makes it more severe. And with stress, like they said, stress though, you just calculate, you calculatively know what you're stressed about, you know? Mm -hmm. With that anxiety part, it's like later on down the road, you put two and two together. Yeah. Ah, oh, this is why, kind of deal. And stress yeah. can induce anxiety, can create it. Mm -hmm. The word induce. Everything. Induce it. Mm -hmm. You know, because you're so stressed about whatever it is that you may be experiencing it. And they, you know, Everyone has their own interpretation of anxiety. For mm -hmm. me, it's always been one that you're you're preparing yourself for whatever the situation or challenge is ahead. Yeah, that's always what I believed about anxiety. Just from my counseling background, it's you know a, a defense mechanism for your self-esteem, your self-confidence about whatever that challenge is or whatever the situation may be mm. you dealing with or coming up for. And, and some it's walls, your brain. And yeah. some walls that you like that you put together and for your yourself. Your brain is you trying, to, and you're trying to figure out how do I control? Yeah, the that's situation. it. Mm. The control. How do I control? And your mind is going through mm -hmm. a variety of different solutions for control mm. of it. From mm. my experience, and I got a mom and sisters that deal with that, so I've been privy to kind of understand, trying to understand, like okay. You know, what are the things that y'all deal with? Why do you deal with those things? How do you know, understand why you deal with those? Um, and, and just being, you know, um, able to see that and, and work with that, um, man, is uh, so that people need support in. Man, that's a lot, so many situations in our world that create stress and anxiety. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Day to day. Just trying to do the day to day. Definitely. So real quick, since we talked about depression, Anxiety and stress. stress. Some of, real quick, some of the things that help you all deal deal with that. Like when you feel that coming on. Like I mean, everybody deals with, it and you will deal with it. Mm -hmm. How do you 
address it. Like, okay, nope, I'm going to snap out of this. Let me do this. What are some of the things you do to kind of help you out of that? Distraction. I try to distract myself a little bit. For example, I use music. Mm -hmm. Music has been a big part yeah, of my life. And too. I use, like, um, music or I'll do a show. Something. Sometimes I can tell myself what I'm in the mood for. Something light, something heavy. Um, another thing that I... I've been to doing lately is find me somebody to hold me accountable, accountability partner. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like in the sense of like, me and my fiance having conversation about things. For example, this weekend we cleaned out the whole kitchen, throw some things away, boxes. Like, just make us make your space. That helps me too. Environment, like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the organization of your immediate space makes you enjoy being around there again. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, Small things like that, just tweaking a few things around. Mm -hmm. I, as it get nicer, I plan on going like walks. I just took my bike in so you can get fine tuned. Bike, bike, go for bikes. Oh, Work out. Two thousand dollar bike. Well, first and foremost, you, why y'all keep that counting each other? That tour they friends bike. <laughs> <laughs> counting people's pockets out here. You <laughs> <laughs> got that tour they friends. Hey, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. <laughs> something. <laughs> That's what I'm touring something. Whoa, man. <laughs> but just the, the distraction is a big piece of me. It. It's not more like distraction. It's more like occupying your occupying my else. mind with something Positive, different, different versus yeah. me staying in that state. Because at that moment, I know it's not gonna do me any justice yeah. or any good. And I like you guys and my other boys, um, on my Eric, like just being around. People that I know have mm -hmm. seen my journey too. Yeah, like I, I went to college with them fools. Oh my, Eric! Like mm -hmm. I've known them for so long that now they can t like they can tell like like when I call them up, like man, let's just go grab a drink. They're like, oh, hi. Yeah, just moving. You know, moving for me does distract me a little mm -hmm. bit. Okay. Man, I say for me, just a uh, couple of things. Man, being physically active. You know, I like to play basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, like to we play kickball. Um, you playing this year? They didn't invite yeah, me. Yeah, 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 they didn't yeah, invite yeah. me because they know that they, they know that foot. They know Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. That foot. <laughs> that foot. <laughs> oh, I forgot you a soccer player. So oh, I know. them to be, be the best kicker. Yeah, yeah, them to be the best kicker. But you know, hey, you want to play? But you know, the pitches, you know, they be throwing them crazy pitches. But so I don't know if he's ready for it. Oh right? yeah, yeah. It ain't just like they just roll the ball to you. He been the thought. Take myself off camera. He be like, so man, being physically active. Yeah, uh, see it. Plant. He'd be out there like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I man, he just tranquilized the picture. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he's trying to get us. Y'all gonna get canceled. <laughs> 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 man, uh, what I say, physically active, man, that's, that's a good thing of mine. Um, Distract, uh, being distracted, like, man, watching shows, listening to music, uh, talking to my mentors, my family, checking in with them, uh, and having something to look forward to. I learned that in therapy that mm -hmm. that's actually something very healthy, that's something to look forward to, like mm -hmm. a planned trip, planning something a trip out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today, prime example, 
You good? Go ahead. My light just, my light just went on. Now I'm dark over here. Hey, uh, <laughs> it said over here now. Yeah, right. Talking about now I'm dark over here. <laughs> hey, you know he likes, he likes he dark. He trying to come to the dark side. <laughs> he said now I'm dark over here, boy. He feels stop. Yeah, stop it. Uh, oh my bad. Having some. That means it's time to go. <laughs> but man, having something to look forward to, and I use today as a prime example. Man, I dealt with a situation right after school. You know, we text like, "Yo, y'all on the way," and I'm like, "Dang, I got this situation happening." You know, I'm like, "We got kids in the building. It's kind of stressful." But I, I was, I'm so excited to see my brothers mm-hmm. having something to look forward to, and that actually helped me get through the stressful situation. Yeah, having today. something to look forward to. Occupying yourself. Be like, man, I can't wait to come see my boys. You know, talk on the podcast and just catch up and fellowship, man. So, having you know those different things, I utilize, man, um, to help with like stress or anxiety. So yeah, myself, I do the same thing. I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I make myself because I I notice when I'm down or not feeling well, I'll just stay. You want to be comfortable, but it's not always good to be comfortable. You mm-hmm. need to get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So get out, get off the couch, and go do something. I, last week, I was in one of those moods, like, man, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. Um, I had a lot on my mind, but my, my, my boy came in town, and he invited me to and, um, an event. It was like a charity event and an uh, auction. And um, it's kind of like a formal. You dress up a little bit. And I was like, I wasn't gonna go. I was tired, but I got up. I was like, I'm, I made myself go. I was like, I need to get out. Mm-hmm. Dressed up, um, put on, a, you know, some uh, some nice slacks, hat. Boy, I had that fedora. Man, I had that fedora. that fedora, boy. Put that fedora. You know, just making yourself feel good. Mm-hmm. I made myself go out, put on some clones, and just mingle. And I'm not usually like I'm social. I'll talk to you, but I don't work the room. Mm-hmm. And I went and see, uh, met, met down there with my guy, and, you know, he was with other people, so I didn't want to, you know, crowd him. So I just was like, you know what, I made myself work the room. I actually uh, connected with some people. who uh, I got some, some interviews to okay. set up um, that I hopefully come on. My guy from Studio 23 yep. it just opened up another spot in um, L.A. Oh, yeah. L.A., he's going to come on. He, he introduced me to a psychiatrist okay. lady. Who, uh, she has her own practice. Oh, nice. um, she does oh, couples therapy. She does yoga. She does all kind of wellness yeah. stuff. So she says she'll come on. She actually Ooh. even texted me later on that evening. Was like, hey, I look forward. So I'm gonna call. I'm gonna get her back on okay. here with us. When she comes, I would love to be. Yeah, we'll. Yeah, I'll get her on here with Definitely. us together. Yeah, um, that'd be dope. Um, she does like, I think, sex therapy and psychedelics. Though I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I did. I did that. To, and it made me feel better. Just get out talking to people. So, um, and also working out changes your mood. Mm-hmm. It helps. It helps change yes, your mood. Get those. Uh, when you you were, you were talking about yeah. what what was the book you mentioned about the body keeps which one the body keeps body score. Keeps score. Oh, There's another one. one. There's another one called um, Deadly Emotions. Ooh. Deadly Emotions. I recently read uh, What Happened to You with um, uh, Oprah and. Um, What's his name? I'll I, I, I look it up, but yeah. what happened to you? It's like telling your story yeah. instead of blaming yourself, instead of saying, this is my, like, standing in a different view of, like, what mm-hmm. happened to you, like, mm-hmm. and how can you look deep down within in a different route? Yeah. 
Now, one, yeah, I got some book recommendations too for people. Just like read up on some things. Like the body keeps the score is a big one that um I I I, I promote the body keeps the score. Uh, uh, what's it called? Oh boy, hold on, hold on. Let me go to. I distract myself with with reading too. I Definitely. love reading because I feel like it opens my. I think I need to do that more too. I'm, I'm I've been intentional. Bruce Deep, Oprah and Bruce Perry. Bruce That's Perry. Bruce Perry. Okay. Yeah. What happened to you is what it's called. I need yeah. to do that too. Stop read. Stop scrolling. Yeah. And and, and be intentional about reading more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I just read to this. Like sometimes. I, here's my other thing. I'm getting into like most of the shows or the movies and the reading that happen from a black perspective is about how we made it through the struggle. That struggle. Sometimes I don't need that. Mm-hmm. All I want is just a really good book that I can get lost in, mm-hmm. like a story that I cannot even relate to, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, it dis- it takes me a different way. So when I can't sleep, things like that, I'll just put like put a boring story on or a story a different yeah. one on, then fall asleep. So I think reading is a big part for me. Even when I'm on vacation, I read. I, I love reading. It's just different. That's what's up. So yeah, I hope you took those book recommendations. Anybody listening? If you got anything that you're going through right now and it's difficult for you and you just overwhelmed, let that out. Don't don't hold that in. Don't isolate yourself. Um, go connect with 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 some people that that you that you trust that you can um, that you respect that you uh, appreciate their uh, their perspective on life. Or people that care about you. Mm-hmm. Period. People that care about you, that you can um, not necessarily um, download on, but just talk to and have dialogue that can that can give you some positive feedback. Um, oftentimes, it's just we going through things because we need to work on ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. When we have those things, it, it's, it's time for us to improve and work on ourselves and sharpen our our own tools. So I hope this has been a beneficial and helpful uh, episode, and you got some. Um, good information and some tools to take back with you out of this. Um, Yeah. So until next time, this has been the Mental Health Podcast. Davis, Willis, and Mills. And we out. Out. Peace. Peace.